Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Rush here, and welcome to our episode 2 of our discography overview series. We're going to be covering J.D. Youngin, a.k.a. well, a.k.a. J.D. Youngin, but uh, his real name is... Javorius Tyke Scott. Javorius Tyke Scott. That's what we want to say it is. We per- forgive us if we're pronouncing it wrong. Yes, uh, and obviously rest in peace to this particular artist and... Uh, Obviously, anyone who is affected and, you know, related or friends with or loved ones of, um, you know, J.D. Young. And we hope that, you know, you're, you know, kind of at a good point in life. But that's obviously something you never really recover from. But our thoughts and prayers go out to you. This is obviously late, but we're trying to do this series based around artists right now for right now that have either retired or... Um, passed away because they're you know obviously their art and their craft has come to an end sadly you know most of the time before their time um but you know in this case jd youngin's particular case was rather fucked up um rush Mm -hmm. you have the details regarding um what occurred regarding his death um and his murder has still not been solved to this day but yeah if you wanted to talk about the events that occurred apparently he was you know, in his hometown in Louisiana. He was in Bogalusa, Louisiana, and he was in his. He was sitting in the front lawn when a black truck arrived, and three armed gunmen got out. And when they tried to run inside, two came from the side of the house and opened fire. J.D. Youngin was hit eight times, whereas his grandfather, who pulled out a weapon and fired back in self-defense. He was hit in the arm twice. J.D. Youngin was rushed to the nearest Bogalusa hospital and he actually was pronounced dead shortly after. And his grand Scott Sr. was actually like in stable condition though from the two shots in his arm. So his grandfather, um survived obviously that's a pretty traumatic experience but also clearly an orchestrated hit um he talked about you know obviously a a vehicle approaching three guys get out chase them nearly inside but then you know before they get inside to safety two people come around the side and probably just complete and completely ambush them. not the grandfather the dad the father the excuse father me. was um Shot twice in the arm, and he shot back. He was at his father's house, correct? I believe that was... It doesn't say clearly. It just says that they were sitting in the front lawn of their Bogalusa home. So in speculation, we can assume he was at a family member's house. Yes. uh, Either way, that's obviously no way to go. Um, No chance to even fight back, completely caught off guard. And, you know... Obviously, we don't want to touch up too much on this because it is obviously a sensitive and, you know, a, a question mark of a subject because the murder hasn't been solved yet. But um, it's just crazy that it hasn't been solved. Uh, you wonder, you know, what happened there. You know, mm-hmm. what could have transpired, something like that. But um, obviously, our thoughts go out to the family and friends of uh, J.D. Young. And, and you know what? For a, for a guy his age, let's get into something more positively here. Um, he was a really good artist, in my opinion, when it came to uh, music. So we're going to definitely do the same kind of um, format as the first episode. So we're going to break down albums, then we'll go into the singles, 
and then we'll kind of just touch up on our overall thoughts of the artists and you know along the way you'll hear stories of why we like this song or this album and you know shit like that but we really hope that you enjoy this and maybe you can find some nice gems yourself uh, out of these episodes you know regarding something to add to your playlist or maybe an artist that you haven't checked out before or maybe it might give you a whole new respect for this artist in general um, but if you want Rush I know you're more versed in his early work because in fact I just want to say this real quick I think it was freshman year you did put me on JD Youngin may have actually been freshman year uh, summer um, mm-hmm. and ever since then I've never stopped listening to him and that was around 2017, you know, because freshman year ended. Yeah. 2017 summer was lit. Um, and his music was lit. He kind of popped onto the scene and mm-hmm. really showed, and really, you kind of heard that Louisiana sound out of him. But what are your yeah. thoughts on his first project, The Real Jumpman 23, released in 2017? That album had Muddy Situation, Betrayed, Facts, Motivation, Amazing, Slick Dissing, Trafficking, Fruit sliding freestyle and constantly working and those are like my, those, those are my favorites out of the entire song and that's since the album was 13 that was probably at least eight songs that i just listed off yeah around there seven eight songs and each one is for example muddy situation is just, my, it's one of his best songs for sure i always like personally i've always been like i said multiple times I believe in the first episode I've always been one for the beats like it's always the beat that will really get me and then if the artist can actually match the way that the beat is and his had like a unique sound you know he had a very unique sound and it sounded a little bit more um how would I say it it's really it oh man it's more of a vibe but like kind of I don't want to say like Almost like reggae beach rap esque, like in a sense, like he, not like his not his early work, like not, not like, in this. In not real like, Jumpman twenty three. No, it's n- no, not like that but at all. in a sense, like I can see what you're saying, where it is unique. Like it doesn't sound like he's like mimicking anyone, um, but it, it does sound more overall. Like like you said, the production is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, the production is fantastic throughout all of his projects. But in this one, like you said, obviously he has a lot of street-type music on this project. Yeah. But it it more of, in more of, like, like a music-listening aspect, like there are actually a lot of meaningful songs on here. Like, Motivation is a really good song. Betrayed is a really good song. You can actually kind of hear, like, how good of a lyricist he can be, like, when he actually yeah. tries as well. So I, I think that also adds into it. But like you said, I don't know what kind of auto-tune or like, you know, whatever kind he, of he, echo he was using on yeah, his voice. No, he it sounded, sounded good. like, it, it sounded a little bit, would scratchy be the right word to kind of put? It wasn't like, not in a bad way though. Yeah. No, not bad at all, but it, it worked with the beats for yeah. sure. But it, it, his production was always very high value and high quality in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess... Out of 10, what would you rank that album? Out of 10? Me, personally, I'd, I'd give it an 8 or 9. Like you are, just... Wait, are you talking about, like, if we're rating 10, like, top 10? Or yeah. are you talking no, no, 1 like, through 10? 1 through 10. Oh, yeah, 8. Yeah, I'd give it, like, eight. an 8. Um, 
I guess we can move into his next project, technically his second album. Wake Up. Released in um, 2017, and it is a only an eight-track album, but a lot of really good songs on here, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. What are some of your favorites? I thought that Law was really good. Yeah. The first song on the album. Great song. I like the beat. I like the lyrics that he used as well. I thought that it was honestly just overall... Um, just a good little album to put out because yeah. I feel like it was just kind of like a build up for as well as taking off. I agree. Cause I... Just, just kind of like by the way that he also named it, in my opinion. Like first it's wake up, and then he has taking off. You know what I mean? Like he was kind of trying to get people to open their eyes and realize, like, I'm actually about to do something next. And he he did like he he was one of those big names for that you know that like from 2017 to like. Genuinely, like, 2021, mm-hmm. probably. He always came out with just something that always stuck with everybody, and he was always in somebody's playlist. Facts. And I on this particular album, Wake Up, I love Law. I like Dream On, but I really like Collection, and See You Later is also a really good song. Um, the whole album is genuinely a good listen, in my opinion. I know it's short, but it's short and sweet, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, now moving on, I guess, to his next project, Taking Off, like you mentioned. Released in 2018, and it's another 8-track album, but this is a banger. And you mentioned a song on here earlier off Mike, uh, Elevate. Yeah. Uh, the, that's one of his best songs as well, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Really, really hits that's, different. That's, I think, if I'm correct, that was his uh, kind of like somewhat uh, singing in somewhat, if I'm right. Yeah, correct. he had a little bit of like vocalization, mm-hmm. um, and it definitely worked. Uh, but another interesting fact, he not only had FG Famous on this album, but he also had NBA 3, mm. which is a very interesting uh, development there, uh, obviously, um, because him and J.D. Young and an NBA were beefing for yeah. a long time, probably up until the day he died. Um, but this was a overall pretty good album. Not one of his best, though. Um, it's, again, short, but it's probably because, again, this guy never really was like a major... Like, he was never, like, on an, a, a huge label, like, the Baby's label or Lil Baby's label. So he probably didn't have much money to be able to, like, push out that big album just yeah. at this time yet in 2018 when Taking Off was released. But um, he did drop two more albums in 2018, and the next one was 23. Um, and that is a 10-track album. A lot of good songs on here, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I like Elimination. Elimination is No really Tint. Good. Made the list is really good. Um, Same shit is is a pretty good song. Mm-hmm. Not one of his best albums either, yeah. but definitely Elimination like, is the one that I think everybody was on for a while. Facts. Um, until facts. around Forever Twenty Three came out, the next one in twenty eighteen. But yes, continuing on twenty three. No tent is a really like chill song if you're ever listening. If you're ever like at the beach or. You know, ever chilling with the boys, like, I recommend throwing that song on. Or if you're just with your lady, it's just a good, you know, it's a good chill song, in my opinion. Yeah. He, he makes a lot of those, and they're so fire, bro. Like, no one sounds like that mm-hmm. type shit. Um, at Cutthroat's okay, but Made the List, I mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. Another really good song. Yeah, Made the List is really good. Um, and then Option is okay. 
But again, I think Forever 23, like you mentioned, the, the last album he released in 2018, which we'll talk about now, is better than both of the ones he released prior. Mm-hmm. Um, just mainly because Purge, Early Morning, Thought Thought, um, All to Myself, Case Closed, Evil, Better Days, Leave Me, Lo- uh, Leave Me Alone, Wake Up. It's a 16-track album. It's his biggest one yet to this point. Um, really awesome album, in my opinion. That That's probably a 9 for me. And the rest, before we talked about, probably around 7s. They were short albums. What were your thoughts on Forever 23? I thought that my personal favorite in this one was Wake Up. That one is by far my favorite. I, I liked the what he chose for the beat. And yeah. I liked as well as the lyricism that he used. I agree. You know, he actually... He actually, you know, was just basically trying to be like, you know, I may got a bunch of shit, but, like, sometimes, like, I just don't want to fucking just get up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just want to, like... Sleep, or get yeah. rest type shit. I mean, yeah, like, just be lazy, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and But, like, again, that's one of those other chill songs that we were talking about. Like, he does a lot of those... Um, and another one like that on this album is Thought Thought. I know this song was huge, um, at least when it you know obviously came out. Um, really chill song as well. But Early Morning as well. That's a good, mm-hmm. you know, if you're on your way to work, you know, you got a long day ahead, I recommend turning that song on for sure. Every Chain On is also a really good song, third song on the album. I thought that Early Morning, like you said. Yeah. Was that the song that you said? Yeah. Okay, Early yes. Morning's really good and too. And then Purge. The first song, Thought Thought, really good. Catch Me in Traffic. Personally, for me, this entire album. I remember whenever, I believe it was Rockstar, that was uh, the one song that he teased. Yeah. And then, for and that was out for a while. And then I realized kind of like why. It was because like, he had 16 tracks coming in. You know, it probably took him a while in order to figure it out because he wanted it to be good. Facts. He wanted people to be able to listen to it for a long time and not have any like qualms about putting it on repeat so many times, you know. And, and I personally, never had that. like neither have I. I've always been able to listen to them no matter how many times I've played those songs, but they always seem to get me to get in the mood and shit like that. If I'm ever like bored or anything like that, I just will pop on some fucking music and yeah. be young and will get me in the fucking mood in order to actually, you know, figure out what to do. No, I feel you. And especially if you're ever just cruising around on the way to work, on the way to school, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you're flying from here to there. Who knows? But I recommend definitely checking some of his music out. Like, there's there's honestly different music for everyone, mm-hmm. and especially in his catalog. Um, but I guess the next album that we can touch up on Rush here is Endless Pain, released in 2019. It's a 14-track album. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on this? Different Emotions was really good. I thought that Repo was really good. I liked, personally, I liked Bang, the first song on the album. Great song. I always thought that, personally, I think that J.D. Youngin. And the beats that he chose fit him well. 
Yeah. I think he was very good at that, at picking and choosing on what he, what sounds he wanted his, to be on his tracks and figuring out, you know, his rhythm and his cadence according to the beat and everything mm. like that. And the way he chose his certain words in order to match up with the way that it went. No, it, it always was very well composed. He, yeah, he always basically kind of made a puzzle out of it. You mm. know, like he always just fit the pieces together and yeah. it always worked perfect. That's a good way to put it, honestly. But I, I liked War Ready. I did like Different Emotions. I do love Repo. I liked Shots Fired. I liked No Pen, No Pad. I liked Regrets. I liked Together. This was a statement album for him. Um, probably not better than Forever 23. Probably slightly below it. But I think it's definitely one of his top tier albums, in my opinion. I liked Repo off of it a lot. I know I said that whenever you initially asked me, but personally, I thought Repo was just like... That's a bop, bro. I mean, I play that, I can play that anytime. Yeah, no, I can listen to that over and over again. And Personally, I think it's just like a really catchy song at the same time. Facts. It is. It's one of those bigger kind of... It's like, it was made to be mainstream-ish, but like, it definitely... You know, listening to the lyrics, it was never going to be. Yeah. But genuinely, uh, genuinely, just an overall bop. Like you're you're chilling, the vibes in that song are really awesome. Really, just like the energy that he's able to put out, and especially the the songs that he knows are going to be chill. Um, and he's making them out to be type shit. But uh, his next project is a duet, his first and only, uh, featuring and he's not featuring, but. You know, coinciding with Young and Ace, uh, can't speak on it. Released in 2019, nine-track project, pretty cool. Not really expecting that, but um, I liked Ops. I like Don't I, Leave I Me. I like Ops as yeah. well. I heard that song. Jungle is good. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, a little bit of a lackluster duet here, and not too many bangers. But honestly, there's like there's about four really good songs on here. Then the rest you can probably. You know, probably just do without. But definitely listen to all these albums yourself for your own opinion. We're not just telling you, hey, go out and listen to these songs. Like, go and listen to these artists and experience what they, you know, were able to offer. You know, especially if they've, you know, moved on type shit from this this realm, this life. Um, any thoughts on Can't Speak On It? Um, I thought that Jungle... Personally, that song was just very, that song was very popular. I remember that. It was. I remember for a while we were listening to that for the longest time back in high school whenever it first came out. I thought that, I thought that honestly, it, they, their sounds both fit perfectly on that. Yeah. Like it actually did. I think that there's no one else that could have probably did Jungle with Young and Ace or whoever was in the initial idea behind the song, the song name, or anything like that. I don't think that anybody else would have probably done it better than those two. Yeah. At the end of the day. It's a great combo. I was not expecting it. Personally, I think that there's quite a few songs like that with, you know, these artists as well. Like, I know that some artists, they'll try and, you know, reuse the beat of other artists, and it just doesn't wind up sounding proper. Yeah. The thing is, though, is that, like, you know, it's because, like, if it's gonna be a hit that you're gonna, like, try and copy the beat off of, you have to make a hit. Facts. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just come out and produce something lackluster 
off of a beat that was used to make a hit. I agree. You, you can't. That's just a disrespect on the beat. If you do it, you, you're kind of... I don't know what you're doing, honestly, as an artist. Yeah. <laughs> We've seen it happen, trust me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next project in 2019, so he did... This would be his third album and final album of 2019, was uh, Misunderstood. Um, this was a 19-track album. Got Lil Durk on there. Got Boozy Badass on there. Got YFN Lucci on there. A lot of really good songs on this album, uh, like Broken Promises, 23 Island, obviously. Uh, Flash Out, Head Bust, um, Nobody's Safe, Raw is okay. Uh, overall, like genuinely, probably a 9 for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of really high quality production in this album. I think this is kind of where he's about to meet his peak in his career. In my personal opinion, obviously there was amazing stuff early on in his career. Maybe he never even hit his peak, honestly. But um, I just think that moving forward into some of his newer projects, we actually get to see, like, damn, like, fuck. Like, he was kind of developing into yeah. something more. He was changing his ways, his lyrics, and he was, like, really... You could tell he was moving differently, and it's a shame things went down the way they did. But what are your thoughts on Misunderstood? Uh, like I told you before we actually started recording, like, I didn't really get to listen to much except for the previous albums that we did just mentioned up to Endless Pain. Mm. So, my take on them has been really spotty on what songs I have listened to because uh, albums after that, I wasn't really so, like, you know, invested in finding those. I kind of, like, took a step back from listening to like new music for a while because mm. personally a lot of the artists that were releasing around the time that some of these albums came out and as well as for multiple other artists I didn't really like the sound that many were going in I so you. i kind of stepped back and stayed listening to the older songs that that they had and i wasn't really taking a stance towards the new stuff that anybody was releasing and so for Misunderstood, really the only new song from J.D. Youngin that I had heard was 23 Island, actually, off of this entire 19-track album. It's a good listen. I, I personally, I like the song a lot. I didn't know that it came off of this because at the time I always listened to my music off SoundCloud. Thanks. And the person that, that did it had the logo of his 23 album. Mm. over the thing so i always thought it was a part of the 23 album not misunderstood and i never under and i never understood as <laughs> to why it was put or as to why it was not on 23 very strange that soundcloud would allow that false advertising um but definitely misunderstood is a uh, rush I, rec- I recommend that all these albums i recommend and he has a couple eps coming up but um misunderstood you know his longest album and he probably got one of his biggest features in Lil Dirk there. Uh, shout out to YFM Lucci for getting on that as well. But definitely one of those albums where I think it did slip through the cracks again because a lot of guys were popping off in 2019. Um, but just in my opinion, because I'm a fan of J.D. Young and I have been, I just tried to keep up with him, even though that uh, you know that kind of sound was kind of fading low-key. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie, like... He was kind of trending down yeah. in popularity after probably misunderstood. Mm-hmm. That was probably the last time like he actually had that like that pinnacle point of fame. 
Um, and then it was just kind of nothing but regression in forms of he wasn't really making many public sightings. He wasn't really, you know, dropping that many sing that many singles. He really never did features. Um, a couple here and there were always fire. But um, this next album, Baby Twenty Three, released in twenty twenty, really good slept on album, y'all. Check it out for sure. But this is actually a twenty three song album. He has 23 Island on there again, so technically 22. But um, there's a lot of really good stuff on here. Shadows is good. Step is good. 38K is good. Um, Meet the Doctor is really kind of an interesting song. Solo is pretty good. Peer Pressure with Kevin Gates is fire. Um, crying. I think and, I've listened to Peer Pressure by Kevin Gates or with Kevin Gates. I'm sure. And I think I've listened to 38K. 30, 38K, you should have. It's funny because that's the name of NBA's first album, but no one's going to talk about that. But 38 Baby. was 38K Baby. Was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, but Crying Inside, track 19. Down to Business. Don't You Go Away, track 22 is really good as well. Definitely, definitely listen to that album. It's it's a longer album. Um, but some, No, it's just 38 Baby. It's just 38? Yeah. I think he did drop a song, 38K Baby, though. I could be wrong. Um, but then again, I know probably not a lot of you out there were probably listening into J.D. Young in 2020 or 2021. He only dropped one project per year uh, in 2020. Um, and then 2021, his only project was an album called 23 is Back. 13-track um, album. Uh, just a little bit lackluster. I, I can't lie. A couple good songs on here. I won't lie. Spot em. Zaza, Hellcat, Bankroll, um, Murder, Teardrops, Shitbag is actually pretty good. And then Confidential Decisions is Slept On. Check that album out if you actually do enjoy J.D. Youngin's sound. Because if you do enjoy him as an artist, you'll actually find you know, an aspect of that album you'll actually you know, like. But um, for me, where it gets you know, really, really good, like really fucking good is 2022 um and what year did he pass i believe it was late 2022 or early 2023 2022 yeah so i think one of these eps is posthumous so i'll I'll look at the i'll look at the release like the label that released it but scarred is the first ep of 2022 and um yeah i think both of these eps are posthumous but these were probably all of his vaulted songs. This is a, such a good EP. Scarred, Ready For It, Cap, Ain't Been The Same, Bad News, and Man In The Mirror. Listen to those songs, especially Man In The Mirror. He's literally like, in that song, he's like, I just hope God will literally forgive all my sins. I, I see. I look at myself in the mirror. I don't know what I've become. I don't know why I'm here. Like mm. you, you just hear him like, going down the rabbit hole type shit maybe spiraling in his personal life but dear god was it like meaningful music like no he was alive for all the way up until all is well ep so it was forever 23 two times that was pop uh okay so this was him he did have his touch on this which makes sense and this is why i feel like i was i was drawn to it even more because you hear that sound from his original albums but with a more kind of updated production mm-hmm. um 
just completely different lyrics. Like completely, he's n- he's not rapping about what he used to. I mean, subtly sometimes, but um, it, it's more religious. It's more reflecting. It's more reminiscent than anything he's released. It's more humble. Uh, he definitely was like going through some shit for sure. Um, but I definitely recommend if you've not listened to Scarred, I, I, I recommend it. I, I think I honestly I'm gonna give that EP a ten. I, I, I really will. I can't I can't even lie. All is well, another EP he dropped in twenty twenty two, so his last project he got his hands on and was able to, you know, pretty much influence entirely and produce mm-hmm. um, was All Is Well released in twenty twenty two. It's a nine track EP. Uh, Heaven Gates is really good. Lurking is good. Need Me, Rollin', and Feeling Inside. All really good songs. I think Scarred is a better EP, but I'm glad that he was at least able to drop these two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give All Is Well an 8, um, realistically. And then his final project that he released, or you know, his final project that will be released, I don't know if this you know, album was vaulted, and then his family and friends and fellow producers and you know artists you know finished it but uh yeah and obviously the voice is him but this album in my personal opinion is his most valuable in terms of artistic value um there's just so many really good fucking songs on this album it's a 16 there's only one feature there is and it's not even a feature it's a coat it's a duet song and that's with fg famous we had previously albums prior yeah. Years prior, so he, you know, keeps the same guy. Um, keeps the same guys around him. But this album, like I said, it's a 16 track album released in 2023. Um, and let me just get into these songs here. I mean, Gossip is great. Fentanyl is not great to do, but this is a great song. <laughs> um, Dirty Soul is probably my favorite song on the album, honestly. Uh, Tragic is really good. Uh, Head Hurt is really good. Um, what Up, Bastard, Nobody Else, Me and My Brother, which that's that's fire that they were able to do that, like low-key, high-key even. But Goodbye, also a phenomenal song um, for anyone to listen to and just realize that life is short and you need to count your blessings every fucking day mm-hmm. and not, you know, let them kind of slip away in a sense and... You know, I think that's the the sad part about the story of J.D. Youngin. In, in reality, I don't want to just link him to sadness, but you know his conclusion to his path and his story was fucking depressing. Mm-hmm. And like, especially the music he was like leading up to. Like, sadly, obviously, he didn't know his death day. But what we got in his final years, like, he changed a lot, especially with his music, and he kind of was hopefully, you know, going a different way for his son. Um, and, you know, hopefully, you know, prayers and thoughts go to his kid and obviously his family. We're trying to talk about this guy in the most respectable way possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a couple unreleased songs released on YouTube that you should definitely check out as well. Um, one of them, I think, is um, Pray. Really good song. Um I don't think he has much vaulted music, honestly, to tell you the truth. I think that Forever 23 two times is going to be the last last thing we get of him officially. Mm-hmm. Maybe some unreleased stuff here and there from producers that worked with him years prior. But 
I'm just not seeing there, there, there being any kind of body of work that we're going to get another album or maybe even an EP, you know, and, and that's a shame because this guy was, in my personal opinion, I'll go into why I really enjoy him, just someone that I could always like pop in the headphones with and, and, and kind of just tune in and actually be able to daydream and think with, like that's one of the guys that, he's in my top five of all time when it comes to artists, like mm-hmm. I, I thoroughly appreciate J.D. Youngin and um, I think that if you guys out there or gals out there, you know, tune in to maybe one of his albums, you sure sure might as well, you know, find something that you like. Uh, there's like we were talking about. There's so many different vibes and energies in all of his different albums and songs. Like very unique, not repetitive. Um, you don't. You, you talked about the production. Like you're drawn to the beats. Like if you're like that, then you definitely would fuck with some of this guy's beats. I mean, they're kind of very unique in a lot of different ways he's low-key like potentially ahead of his time or some would even say behind his time like i feel like a guy like this maybe could have even fucking done this type of rap in the early 2000s and maybe late 90s and thrived type shit like and i I don't know like i either way i just think that overall a very good sound Mm -hmm. in my opinion but did you want to touch up on any singles or anything of that nature there rush so we can wrap overall his catalog up and then we can go into just relevance regarding you know maybe any stories or significance of why you know we wanted to do this episode you know kind of dedicated to him uh i'd say interstate that was probably like great song that, bro that was actually the very first song that i listened to by jd young and actually i never listened to anything else i only listened to interstate and we were going at least like 80, 90 in the fucking car. So while we were listening to it, so <laughs> while that was going on or something like that, you know. That's funny. Honestly, I remember that song mainly because, number one, the music video is fucking fire. Number two... I never watched the music video, actually. Number two, there's a starting clip at the beginning where it's like this girl calling his phone, and he's like, yeah. And he's like, I've been calling you all day. Where you at? I'm on the interstate. That's what he <laughs> said. And he's like, you've been on the interstate since seven. And, like, literally it was nighttime in the video. Like, <laughs> all, like, bro, like, this man's just blatantly lying. Like, he's probably on and off the interstate, but <laughs> I, who, who knows? Just a fucking, just a character, man. Um, obviously, uh, that is a very good song, in my opinion. That is one of his, like, best songs in my... Like yeah, no, that's in my top five for all of his songs. It, same. Out of all of his songs, same. it's in my top five. I, I listen to that song probably... Like you said, it's in my top five for probably most played as well of those. Like the next one is All Cancer and that features Boosie Badass. I remember that, that song that, was good. That was I I loved the little echo that he did for the thing. I loved the little like the uh how do I say it? I think it called echoing, but just the way that he produced it and the beat or the way that he put his sound on that beat and then with Boosie backing it up it just solidified it I think honestly that the that Louisiana duo oh it was nice and honestly like it just was like damn bro what if they got a duet album out I know like if they had a duet album fuck. I think that would be oh and it's you know getting on to like Boosie, Boosie as well. I, oh we, we love Boosie over here He's never told a lie before. I don't know if you no. guys knew that. He's never He's actually never. lied. Um, that's just a fact. That's just a factual statement. 
Um, but it, regarding Boozy, apparently very close to J.D. Youngin. Um, he was at his funeral. At his funeral. So was Youngin Ace. Yes, he was. Um, and Youngin Ace carried his casket. Like, he was carrying his fucking casket. And uh, the goodbye music video, it was just kind of like a compilation of all of his, like, moments, you know, coming up and music videos and just pictures and videos of his son. And, um, you know, you saw Young and Ace there, Boozy, you know, he sh- showed out. He had to for respect. That's a Louisiana, fellow Louisiana artist. You got to and you worked with him previously and produced a banger that wasn't talked about enough by any fucking means, but... Um, that's another thing about J.D. Young and just always, like, shadowed. Like, never got the, like, that number one... He never got that spotlight that he sh- deserved, to be honest. Like, bro, this guy... I think it's... I think he should have been, like, you know, more looked in on. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like more people should have turned their head towards him, because he, he was unique. He was. You know? And he had a consistent running beef with NBA. Yeah, which is a... You know, obviously one of the biggest artists in the world now. Um, but at the time, both these guys were on the come up from relatively the same area. So it's just one of those things that it's like, damn, like, how did this guy not get enough? Like, I'm not saying he didn't get enough of anything. I'm just saying I just wish that, you know, while he was kind of peaking in a sense, that he got more notoriety for like... yes. And especially when you talk to people, like, people are like, you like J.D. Youngin, like, type shit? And I'm like, how could you not? No, no, like, like, how could you not fuck with him? Like, and when I do talk to people, I name three songs, and then they come back to me. And then they're like, yo, this guy's actually good. And it's like, I I shouldn't have had to explain that to you. Like, I'm not trying to say... I always liked the bass that he had, because whenever the song got going, and he actually started, like, going, I'm trying to... Let me find the song, and... If you have facts, actually, I know that name. I know that song. That, that, that is a good song. That song, once he gets going, is just and it's actually still got the star on Apple Music, meaning that a lot of people still listen to it to this day. And that was on his like I believe very first album, which just goes to show you that he still does have a good following, well deserved. Um, but you, like you pointed out perfectly, this guy like he had so much range. He could rap incredibly fast, do the melodic vocals. Or do like the slow paced or like, the like ABC type. He rap. didn't really start doing the vocals until like, later on. I, yeah. I'd say a little bit later is whenever he started actually doing a bit more in vocals. He did it here and there in his early albums and stuff like that, but it wasn't. It those songs weren't really looked at as much as the ones that he just kept going and going and going. And he could spit a bar if he like wanted to. Yeah, definitely. And one of my favorite bars that like. If you do feel invested enough to go and check this artist out and go through their their catalog, one of his bars that he uses like repetitively, from like Repo all the way up to All Is Well, is I just wish I could spread my spread my wings and fly, like mm-hmm. like type shit. Like I always hear that like off and on throughout like all of his albums. Like I like that too. Like little nonchalant like bread crumbles type yeah. shit. And um, it's a little fucked up that that's one of them, obviously, knowing the situation now. But, um, you know, all you can at this point hope for is, like, genuinely as a fan, you know, at least he is at peace. You know, he's, mm-hmm. you know, that's obviously the best you can hope out of the situation. Um, it, it's a shame, obviously, again, like, trying to respect this man and talk about him in a good manner. But, you know, we, we are trying to be as well, like, objective and critical with his music. 
As far as his body of work, I think that it's very unique, selective. He didn't go on monstrous like five album drops a year to make like get clout. Mm-hmm. He kind of like really stuck to a like a he pattern. He stuck back, yeah. He stuck back and he actually tried to work on his stuff. So this way, it was kind of like how I mentioned with uh, Young Dolph. You know, it, I felt as if you know he made sure that the people around him could actually get with it. You yeah. know, he actually made sure that people would want to listen to it. It's not something that he, in his mind, you know, made up. Like, it is, but at the same time, it's not full-on his. That's he not relied, the priority. He relied on the fact that in order to actually make money, and actually in order to get hits and fame, he's going to need to actually do something to reach out to people. And I think that he really hit the nail on the head with that one. Yeah. I think that, like I said... I think I've said three or four times he was just unique. Yeah, uh, and uh, when you're talking about, you know, J.D. Youngin and you know, especially his distance between albums and projects, and this guy dropped two EPs in 2020 while he was still alive. Like, what rapper drops EPs anymore? It's a very rare occurrence. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, you know, and you know, we talked about how you know some of his early work was short. You know, in terms of like project and track length, track list length on his albums, but I, I don't think that's a problem when you're taking the time to make them sound really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Every song, the beat is unique, crazy, in its own way, not in a fucking screamo, you know, X type way, but like, you know, like, he's trying to have you vibe to the beat first, like you said, and then like, his flow would get you in the groove even more, like, definitely potentially club music for like, a lot of his hits, but you dive deep, uh, he, he does, he actually has a lot on his catalog that is uh, genuinely not surface level music. It's actually deeper than that. Okay, one thing I do want to say is I want you to retract that comment about X, alright? Some of his stuff was actually pretty fucking good with the stuff that he did. Oh. I will say, like, for example, the one song that he got famous off of. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm fucking, oh god. Oh. <laughs> wow. I can't even remember. I, w- I wish I could remember it, but honestly, like like I'm saying, he that was a rapper that could instantly like start a mosh pit wherever he went. To be honest, yeah, no, like I... he he had that under his belt that he could get people like to just get like in that fight mode just... or just in that like just I want to kick some ass or just do something. In their feelings type shit. And honestly, like, I wasn't sliding X when I said that, but I was just trying to compare their sounds. Like, they don't, they don't, like, their production is not the same, if that's what you were thinking when I was saying, like, their production, like, J.D. Youngin's production sounds crazy. But, like, when I say crazy regarding I'm not saying that that production is crazy from X. Like, his his later on ones got better and better. Granted, like, a lot of it was, like, very sad and everything like that. But I don't... I don't think that it was bad either. You know no, I mean? it wasn't I, bad music. I think that, personally, it just didn't fit me. Same. It, Same. I just never was listening to him whenever he got onto that course, like the uh, Question Mark album. Yeah. I can't remember what that is, with Jocelyn Flores, I believe. I got I listened to that a little bit for quite a decent time, but I never got so much uh, invested into X, except mm. for really, like... His early stuff that he blew up on, kind of like the same as J.D. Youngin. Yeah. Because around that time, whenever X was there, J.D. Youngin was there, I never really listened to a lot of their later stuff. I just kind of kept to their older stuff. Which, honestly, 
it makes sense because a lot of their you know bigger stuff that we we as listeners here probably relate to a little more than. Mm-hmm. But I understand what you're saying, though. Like, I, I do. And honestly, you kind of see that parallel with J.D. Youngin. His production low-key got, I wouldn't say, like, better, because it was always consistent, but yeah. it just sounded, like, more, like, rounded off mm-hmm. towards the, you know, the end of his career and, sadly, life. But um, is there anything else you kind of wanted to touch up on? Like, what, what, what made you want to hop on this episode discussing uh, J.D. Youngin? Uh, I just felt, you know, it it should have been deserved because I remember after we finished the Young Dolph episode and we were telling like Kate and Brady and all of them about, you know, how we had started this series. Yeah. We were just spouting off rappers that we could do and then all of a sudden I can't remember who it was, I think it was you. Yeah, I think so. You had mentioned like we could do a JD Youngin and I that completely slipped my mind sadly because like I love him. Yeah, you know, like no, I, he was, I think he was a great artist. I may have not sadly been able to, you know, contribute so much onto his later albums, but I can promise you one thing: if you go and you search him up on Apple Music, Spotify, whatever you listen to music off of, if you listen to any of those first like five albums, you will probably immediately like add them to your playlist, or you will start listening to them to more of his music on a consistent basis, because. He is a very good lyricist when he wants to be, and like Trevor said, he leaves little breadcrumbs here and there in his songs, and they just and those bars and lyrics that he uses can carry on through multiple songs, and they all fit those songs perfectly. And you said it perfectly earlier, talking about the puzzle piece, and he played that like artistic, like little kind of edgy vibe well, and, mm-hmm. and I fucked with that, and I. Uh, obviously really wanted to do this episode because one, you're a music guy. We, we can talk about music for fucking hours if we wanted to, honestly. Um, and we listen to J.D. Youngin for years now. And, you know, despite if it's the old or new, I, I think if you, you know, obviously were there from day one and trying to like, you know, reference him to other people so they can actually appreciate what this guy was able to accomplish. Um, I think that's important. That's why this series has started obviously, but I think that the main thing is, I think I just always, him, NBA, Youngboy, and Lucci just were like, the past four years have just been my big three. Mm-hmm. Like, Kodak is up there respectively, always will be, but just those guys, just, you know, right now, like, to me in my life right now, just, oh, we, we definitely should do a Kodak one yeah. soon, for sure. That um, one, that one would be... We could go on about that one. There's so many projects. The, on top of that, like, I was also very... Because the, the thing is, is that a lot of these rappers as well that came up around the time that SoundCloud was blowing up, they had unreleased shit link, or leaked onto SoundCloud by just random-ass accounts. Oh, yeah. You know? And so there's a few songs, like, for example, um, I believe I said it earlier, but I actually got it wrong. The song Different Emotions was the song that was leaked early in an album. And that was leaked for months and months and months on end. And I think he either... I don't know if whether or not he allowed it or anything like that. But I do remember, like, people talking about it, you know? Because I remember for a long time, early in that time, a lot of people were leaking songs on SoundCloud, especially for, like, Playboy Cardi. And he wound up not releasing those songs, and you only have to listen to unreleased versions sometimes. Dude, and like he was a dick for that. Just release them. I get it. Like you, I get you being 
pissed, but you're going to make millions off of it either Seriously. way from your official label. Uh-huh. Like, you're not losing. You're honestly winning. You're building up. They're, these people are building up but hype I, for you. Like I, like you said, like, they do steal I, can your under, craft, I can understand, like, why rappers got pissed as fuck at that. Yeah. At that. That's understandable. Like, you spent so many hours and you're waiting for this, like, drop. Then all of a sudden somebody early releases it. So not as much hype around the song or album will be generated. Yeah, So, granted, you know, their name might not be in the spotlight. Instead, their name is in that small little spotlight. And then when they release it, it's like, oh, they finally released it, you know? Type shit. It it doesn't, it just doesn't fit as much as... Doesn't work with marketing. Yeah, exactly. And that's the main thing that's given an art, uh, rapper or any music artist their money is the just the amount of plays and everything like that. And whenever everybody's already listened to your snippet like 30 times, they're going to be like, okay, I kind of expected this. Facts. So it's either release, it's either rewrite the song or don't release it at all, in, in his mind at least. Yeah, I, for, I get it. Like you said, you know, for us, it would be just release it at that point, but... He's just, at that point, trying to make his bag. Yeah. And honestly, like you were talking about, you know, regarding the money, I don't think, honestly, besides maybe 23 Island, I don't think J.D. Young had ever made, like, that much money. I'm sure um, he made a decent bit, and I'm sure that... In the grand scheme of things, yes. But... I'm, I'm sure, and especially now that he's gone with that album, and especially when he did pass, I'm sure his sales skyrocketed, which... That is the sad truth about it, is that not many, like, people will sleep on your stuff until they die. Yeah. You know? Like, it's, it's kind of just crazy how that works, is the fact that, like, he'll have a consistent fan base, and then whenever he passes, all of a sudden he just blows up, like, by all these people who are, just are now finding out about the news, and then, then they'll give him a listen. And it's They're like, on fucking it, Twitter, like, J.D. Young had never missed... Like, yeah, exactly. he never missed... It's like, bro, name four of his albums. Mm-hmm. Like, name five singles he released. Like, it's just crazy. Like, the dick hopping is wild, but we, we are day one people over here. Like, gee, shit. Rush put me on Money Situation. Literally, that summer, like, it came out. I'm, I'm not even kidding. Excuse Stormy in the background. We got a storm coming in. We did survive the hurricane out there, by the way, everyone. Um, but honestly, I think this is a good point to, like, just say outright, shout out to J.D. Youngin. And rest in peace. And I hope that, you know, friends and family uh, of him are, you know, doing well. And I hope they're, you know, able to kind of move past that morning morning phase, um, you know, and at least know that, you know, hopefully he's in a better place. That goes with any artist that passes, you know, obviously we want to be respectful. Um, But any any last thoughts on J.D. Young in there, Rush? Um, I really do wish that we got to hear more out of him. Same. He was taken way too soon. I feel like he was just getting started on actually being able to perfect his sound and everything like that. Mm. And as well as become more versatile than he already kind of was showing that he was. Yeah. I feel as if he could also be more... I feel as if he could have also shown um, more consistency... Not so much in the uh, grand scheme of things, but I mean, like, in the hit production. As he, if he was able to live longer, 
produce more kind of work on his sound and he could have probably had way more songs such as like how I listed with his first album there was eight out of the 13 songs that I listed off as like the best songs in my opinion those are probably even in my like if I were to give him like top 20 or top 25 probably or something all like that are in there. those eight would be in there and those are all off of just his first album yeah, and that should match it up enough. Yeah, exactly. Interstate also would be up there, and that's his second single he ever produced. That's crazy. And, mm-hmm. and th- like you said, he was taken way too soon by, obviously, mysterious parties at play. Um, again, the murder is still unsolved to this day, which is fucking wild. If this man was ambushed in front of his family member's home, how do they not have forensic evidence, a, a witness, a... I mean, a fucking, uh, a plate number from a fucking red light tag. I don't, I don't, a red light cam. I don't fucking know. Like, something. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy how quiet the streets were, you know, and, and people were, you know, regarding that situation entirely. And obviously justice, you know, is rightfully deserved for those people involved. And you know, it's obviously more impactful to the family and friends of the man. But, you know, to the fans that he was able to impact and relate to. Um, throughout fucking sound waves, I think that uh, they they also would like to see something done for sure, and that I don't think we will. Uh, I really don't, and it's it's just crazy how like fastly swept under the the rug that story was. It was a day and then gone type mm-hmm. shit, you know. Rightfully so that Dolph lasted, you know, his mourning process for at least Memphis seemed to last fucking months. There was headlines, news, graffiti, and it's just crazy that J.D. Youngin didn't receive that type of praise. Obviously, he's not a, he was not as like big as Dolph. He wasn't yeah. as well-known or respected as him, and that's no slight against J.D. Youngin at all, but it's just crazy that you know, like those kind of things aren't given to everyone, you know what I'm saying? Especially in those circumstances. This man was killed next to his father yeah. trying to get back to a doorway before he was ambushed and gunned down by five guys. You know, getting shot eight times. I can't imagine that. Mm-hmm. That's that's gruesome. That's fucked up shit. And, you know, when I, when I heard about that story in, entirely, like that entire story there, I was like, holy fuck. Like, dude, that's like some Al Pacino, like, you know, type shit. Scarface. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, this man got run down, like, in his front lawn. And that's just like, you know, it, it's crazy that, you know, that's the world we live in type yeah. shit, you know? And I get it, he was, you know, apparently going through some beefs, obviously, with NBA Youngboy his entire career, talking about fucking NBA Youngboy's baby mama in Room 303, like, he literally said that in a song, Mm -hmm. he's like, Room 303, little nasty bitch, so that uh, really kind of, you know, summed up his thought process on NBA Youngboy, and it's so weird that I love both of them and they hate each other, you know what I'm saying? Well, they hated, but, uh... And then you also, you know, tie it into he was affiliated with the Bloods. There was a storyline that went around that he was apparently fake claiming. Mm-hmm. And there was some stuff regarding that. I don't know. you know, And this is all speculation. Obviously, this is all speculation. But I'm just saying what I remember from, you know, bird, like from like street view, like yeah. from an average person, you know, states away from the guy and his situation. But I can still kind of gather info from, you know, stories, social media, all that bullshit, but you can still gather that kind of shit and mm-hmm. remember those things over the years when you're talking about specific artists. Like, when you think of Michael Jackson, the first thing I think of is when he's holding that child over the balcony. Yeah. You know, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Mm-hmm. And I know he's a fucking genius, but, 
You know, it's not the bleached skin. It's not any of that shit. It's literally the fact that he was holding a baby over a railing, you know, in, in a hotel. I mean, like things will stick with you regarding certain artists. Um, and I, that's one of them that does stick with me is that he was beefing with NBA wildly. Like, mm-hmm. just flat out in songs type shit. And uh, apparently NBA did pull up to his house uh, on live and J.D. Youngie did not come out. I, I would not have. NBA had like 10 guys with him. <laughs> uh, I'm not coming out, bro. Like, what? You're just, like, literally, like, I get you look pussy if you don't. But, like, bro, like, you're just, you're signing your death wish if you go out there, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that NBA Youngboy would have killed him. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that you go out there and something that you don't know could happen, could happen. Yeah. So it's just one of those things where a lot of those stories, especially around the time he was rising in 2017, 2018, were kind of coming out around the guy. Um, and that probably didn't help. And I hate to say it, that probably is a lot of what happened with, you know, obviously what happened uh, in his father's front lawn, you mm-hmm. know, and that kind of. Was, is even more of the reason why I fuck with his, some of his newer shit is because you actually look and see that this man was trying to change. Maybe he was trying to pull away from that shit. Yeah. And some things came, some demons came out of the closet and obviously got what they thought that they wanted. Um, but in, in, in that aspect, he lost his life. But he did talk about in several of his newer songs, you know, being afraid of like trying not to sell his soul. Yeah. He said he had a dirt, he always talked about having a dirty soul. He said like he was very prevalent on having a soul. But he was just always trying to clear his sins and clear his mistakes. But it was just like maybe they just all kind of caught up to him, you know, on, on one fateful fucking day. And, it, uh, you know, that's one of the sad realities of the world nowadays, man. Like, you, you got to not only be aware, but just be careful, you know, with who yeah. you're around. But, uh, you know, where you're at, always be vigilant because you never know, like, what could happen at any point in any time. And... This is genuinely one of the prime examples of that. And I'm not using J.D. Youngin as like a, a humiliating lesson tool by any means. I'm trying to put legit respect on the guy's name. Because, like, honestly, his story is really crazy. Like, his come to fame, the potential fake allegations of, you know, drug, uh, of, uh, not drugs, but gang claiming, but, mm-hmm. and, and all that shit kind of tying together. And then obviously beefing with NBA and, you know, we all know what happens when you beef de- with NBA. You know, yeah. that kind of is a proven uh, situation, uh, if, if I could say lightly. Yeah. Uh, let's just say those boys over in Louisiana don't give a fuck. No. And I think that's pretty obvious at, at this juncture. But um, I would genuinely just like to say before we wrap this episode up, make sure <clears throat> you do check out J.D. Youngin's catalog. You do put some respect on his name. You know, tune in and experience this artist's craft. Um, obviously our respect and prayers and thoughts go out to the family members and the friends of J.D. Youngin and anyone affected by that uh, gruesome crime. Um, we hope that obviously by now you're you're okay physically and you're recovering mentally. That's what we hope for you. But de- definitely one of my favorite artists of all time. I love J.D. Youngin. I will never not listen to him. And if you aren't now, I recommend that you do so. Just check him out. You know, like that's just never a bad option. If you haven't listened to a single fucking song... This is a guy that could genuinely come in and pop in on your playlist, like Rush was saying earlier. Um, but make sure you also are following us for like Song of the Days and stuff on Instagram um, and, and uh, all of our other social media platforms, Twitter, Threads, TikTok, at Tea Time Reports. Our YouTube should actually have our first video coming up very shortly. Um, but Rush, thanks for hopping on this episode. Yeah. 
everyone out there, thanks for uh, tuning in to episode two of our, discogra- of our discography overview series. Um, and we should have uh, hopefully a couple more of these episodes coming out. Um, yeah, we should have many more to come. I mean, there's a lot of artists that we can cover, and especially if we decide to branch out to other genres as well. I agree. Any any teasers for the audience out there that we might go for? Mm, I believe one of the names that we had pitched out were J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, um, Kanye. Kanye can be That'd on be there. Five hours. There, long. there's there's honestly a very large amount, and personally. I might not be on the Kanye one. I honestly never really listened to Kanye. I'm not even going to lie. I was never a big Kanye fan. Honestly, if I'm you sorry. go back now and listen to him, you'll be like, okay, I can see why he was revolutionary. But like, when you listen to his music now matched up to other artists, I can safely say that he's not like that guy yeah, anymore. No. Um, I mean, if I'm going to listen to I'd something the like last that, song just that go I listen to Future. To I'd say the last song that I listened to by him was probably um, Lamborghini Mercy. That was that was like whenever I was in like middle school. Yeah, maybe. and honestly, Donda was mid. Mm-hmm. Not even honestly, like don't waste. I I don't want to say don't waste your time because I'm going to say I can't disrespect Kanye. He is a genius. He did change the game, but I just you know what he is a very selective kind of uh listen in a sense but mm-hmm. that that might be an episode later on we, we might have to do that with like logs <laughs> i got you um we'll definitely plan something out <clears throat> probably maybe even a gucci main like, uh, that's yeah, a that's gucci a possibility main. he has so many uh albums and um stuff like that but i'm thinking maybe i, I think a legitimate contender is kodak is kodak for sure for episode three which we'll talk about off mic, we'll plan that. So make sure you're staying tuned in for this series. Because there is a lot that we could talk about on Kodak. There's like, like too I much. Said, like <laughs> I said, I have. I I believe I, if I can find it, I believe I have a um entire like SoundCloud song release of Kodak. Like a whole playlist. So like, yes, of just literally SoundCloud releases by him. That's fucking so like, great. I could find like I know there's at least maybe like. Four to five hundred songs on it. Oh my god! But that's including some of his albums. Okay, okay. Either way, the good shout-outs in in, in in store for songs that people probably haven't heard from Kodak. Mm-hmm. So that that could be good or could be bad. You know, if you're not into Kodak, I mean, if you watch a live. The you... thing is, though, <laughs> is about a lot of those is that some of them are like uh, the beats they're sampled from actual songs that have been released. Like he has one that's sampled from LL Cool J. Oh, okay. I think I've heard that one, Loki. I think it's called that. I Need Love. Mm. That one. And then also LL Cool J's song is I Need Love. So, so he okay. just kind of like remade it into his own sound. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely have to talk about that on that episode. Hopefully maybe he drops a project before that episode comes out. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely be uh, keeping an eye out for that. But thank you everyone for tuning into this episode of uh, our discography overview series. I'm Sorry for the late delayed ending, but we have a lot to talk about for sure. But make sure everyone's tuned in and locked into the podcast. We really appreciate all the love and support. Uh, And if you have any suggestions for artists that you want done on the series, make sure you hit us up on IG or the email. Um, It's all pretty uh, easy to access, so it's greatly appreciated. This is Trevor and Rush. We're going to be signing off here. Take care, everyone.